welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Sam Hengeli. Today we have the opportunity to speak with Air Force Falcons running back in 2023 NFL draft prospect Brad Roberts. Brad, Sam and I appreciate the time this evening. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, of course, man. And before we started recording, we've had several college football players, some that just finished their season and are preparing for the NFL draft. So for you, you know, you're currently in preparation for the spring draft. And talk about what you've been doing to prepare yourself and have you had like a, a set schedule that you've been uh, sticking with? So, yeah, my process is a little bit different than most, uh, considering that I go to a military institution. So I have to finish out um, my school still, where most people are able to travel to Exos in Florida or Arizona or whatever, and they're just straight training. I still got to do roughly 20 credits this semester. Um, so I am training with our Air Force um, strength and conditioning staff for majority of my stuff. And then I'm also going to uh, Brian Kula, which is in uh, Highlands Ranch in Colorado. Uh, he trains a bunch of NFL guys. And so I'm working on my linear speed up there. Mm-hmm. I am curious, you know, Air Force does have a different set of rules regarding, you know, the transfer portal and then players like once they're committed to Air Force. Talk a little bit about that. I know that, you know, after your junior year, a- after you stayed after your junior year at Air Force, you're committed to to finish your your career at Air Force. Is that correct? And then you also would have the option to serve like five years on active duty. Uh, yes, sir. So once you're a junior, you uh, sign that you're going to stay with Air Force. Um, our QB tried doing this, but he wasn't able to get a spot. But you are able to grad transfer for a year and play somewhere else. Uh, but once you sign uh, that junior year, then you're committed to the Air Force. But um, so I just recently sent up my uh, draft package, which a lot of the military people have to send up um, in order to get my commissioning delayed or postponed until I would be done with all the NFL stuff. Interesting. Now, is that the same for Army, Navy as well? Yes, sir. So they all have to send up packages, and it's got to be signed that they can uh, delay their service. Okay. Well, Well, we'll get a little bit more into, like, later on about the recruitment process and all that. But, you know, how much did you know about that? process of five years active duty like after your career like how much did you know about that when you were looking at schools I knew about it um my coach at the time or my position coach at the time when he was recruiting me told me all about it uh the rules of like going to the NFL and stuff that changes a decent amount um kind of depends on who's in office but I knew there was going to be a possibility of being able to play in the NFL. And that was really a, not too much of a thing for me um, when I was choosing a school to go to um, out of high school. But obviously it played a big part um, in the role I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, your your father, John, had the opportunity to play in the NFL. He played for the Denver Broncos and then the Washington Redskins. And how did watching him play at the highest level every season, you know, prepare 
you and maybe inspire you to possibly reach your dreams of playing in the NFL as well? Uh, just looking at the work ethic he had uh, growing up, um, not even necessarily in football, but just in everything he did. Um, yeah, obviously, my whole family is very into sports, so that was something I was always very passionate about. And I always idolized my dad, tried to do similar things towards him and uh, pursuing that goal that he was able to accomplish uh, would be a huge milestone. Right. Do you have any specific, you know, memories of watching your dad play like in person or traveling with him to the different stadiums? Um, I do not just because I was so young at the time. I think I was like one or two when he was with the Broncos, but I heard all the stories and we have like the pictures or whatever with him and Elway in the same QB room or whatever. And they were lifting partners and stuff like that. Growing up, going to the McCaffrey camps and my dad was the QB coach and I would work with uh, Ed and uh, Christian and all, all of them were there. So that was, that, those were some cool memories growing up. Mm-hmm. So a little bit more, of you know, if you want to go a little bit more detail of those camps, what were some of those stories that you have of seeing these professionals go about their business and, or potential uh, professionals go about their business like how much at the time do you think you you were able to soak in and learn um i learned so many details just really the details that they put into things i mean things most people would overlook i mean it's a game of inches when it really comes down to it so just the smallest details really matter um whether that's doing running back drills whether that's testing any of like a vert a l drill a shuttle any of those drills every single detail matters and you're body position and things like that matter so much. And then really at the time I was, I was pretty young, but Christian, you could already tell was a pretty serious athlete. Um, and watching him just go through the drills, that was always somebody that I tried to idolize because obviously we pay, played the same position, but I was in the younger group, but I'd be able to watch him through all the drills and stuff. And that was, that was pretty awesome. Absolutely. Speaking of your position, you, you know, you're a running back, you played in a very unique style this past year in the past couple of years at Air Force with Air Force running a triple option offense. You know, what's the uniqueness of being a running back in that system? Uh, it's, it's very different. Um, obviously, I line up in a three-point stance. I mean, I'm running majority of the time in between the tackles. A few toss plays come about, but I mean, you're running into a loaded box almost every single play really it kind of just depends on what you can get after contact majority of the time I'm hit at two to three yards and so that's a very different style than the NFL and other colleges Um, but I think that also helps in many different ways just going through contact um, just learning how to really read each hole um, especially through the a gaps yeah how much did you know about the triple option before you committed or like when you were playing high school, did you play that style back when you were uh, growing up? Um, so we, in high school, we ran a little bit of triple option. We ran it my uh, freshman and sophomore year. So I kind of knew about it, but at that time I was playing the running back position and not the fullback position. So I was more of that slot back. So I knew about it pretty, pretty well, but, was obviously different and I originally came here at, to play that running back kind of style and then they 
ended up converting me. Just they liked how I ran downhill, and I was a little bit bigger than majority of the running backs. So uh, they they wanted me to be in that three point stance. And you know, in that position that you you mentioned, you get a couple, you get two or three yards, and then you're going to be hit with contact. You, know, you had roughly twenty five to thirty carries, if not more, a game for you by being consistently involved in the offense and constantly getting the quote unquote, the rock you're, you're uh, carried your way. You know, how long did it take to really not only get acclimated in the system, but, you know, build up your endurance because naturally there's a lot of college programs that will do running back by committee, or they'll maybe have two or three running backs. And it's very rare for a back to have like, 10 touches so for you to get 25 30 it is is rare so how do you just continue to stay fresh and continue to get acclimated throughout the game i think a lot of that has to do with just the trainers and the coaches i mean obviously they they wrote down every single practice play i was in anytime i had contact uh, with all those plays they kind of knew what my body was capable of and they made sure that if I had 25, 30 carries in that past weekend, like I was going to take practice a little bit easier, try and let my body uh, rest up for the next game. But at the same time, a lot of that really is props to the alignment. I was never hit too much um, square on, and I would always try and find that soft shoulder. So a lot of times, a lot of those hits um, were just kind of on the side and stuff. Um, nobody was really able to fully fit me up, which definitely helped um, preserve my body as well. Right. Now, this year's regular season finale versus San Diego State, you rushed for 187 yards, a touchdown, and you're able to break the Air Force single season record for most rushing yards and carries. Now, when did you find out that you broke the record? I didn't find out, I don't think, until I came off the sideline. It kind of, um, people were telling me, like, how many it was or whatever before the game. I can't remember. It was like 60 or 70 or something. But I, I didn't realize it until I came off after that touchdown uh, that I probably went for over 60 or 70. I knew it was going to be like somewhere around there. But really the main concern with that stout defense that they had, I mean, coming into that game, our coaches had a great game plan, especially on that big run. They mostly me in, which San Diego State hadn't seen a lot of. A lot of um, so they were kind of caught off guard, and that's where – the run kind of popped, but it uh, didn't really hit me fully until after the game, I would say, because really the only thing on my mind was trying to get a team win because we had to uh, get that win since we lost the, the year before. So that was a big win for us. Mm-hmm. Speak about also some of the goals that you put into place last off season. So coming into your final season in college, did you have some goals that you had in mind that you wanted to to surpass and do you think now that the season's over that you were able to accomplish that? I think so. Majority of it was one, staying healthy. You kind of touched on it, getting 25, 30 carries a game. My main thing was just staying healthy. I knew I wasn't going to be able to help the team if I wasn't out, out there. So I really focused on just treatment, um, stretching, everything, getting ready, uh, preparing for the season to try and be as durable as possible. And then some of the goals, I mean, one of the biggest goals that we got as a team was the Commander-in-Chief trophy, which we hadn't had since 2016. So that was a huge milestone for us. And then personally, I, I did the uh, 
first team all conference junior year. Um, so I wanted to be able to repeat that. That was a big thing. And then kind of just maintaining that stability that I had junior year. Um, I felt like I had a pretty solid year junior year and I wanted to be consistent with that um, and show that I could do it again. Even if people were keying on me or whatever. I mean, I know our offense goes if the fullback can rush for over three yards of carry. So that was one of my main goals was to just help our team win. And majority of that majority of the time that was through the fullback. Right. Do you feel some pressure uh, on yourself or I guess, did you feel pressure on yourself running so much because the way that your offense is designed, the defense is so focused on stopping you and stopping uh, the run. I wouldn't say it was, it was pressure. It was just more kind of like, um goals I would set before before games like I knew like San Diego State I knew they were going to be a really good good team up front it was going to be hard to to get any big plays um we were able to do that through coaches and offensive line great blocking schemes I kind of just wanted to obviously the majority of our offense goes if the fullback can gain those yards and if he if we get our run game going uh pretty much everything opens up so that was kind of just a statement and not only really for me but as an offense, I mean, you look at the slot receivers that are blocking, you look at the O-linemen, you look at the running backs that are still getting the toss plays on the edge. I mean, if we can establish the running game, it's going to give us a much higher chance to win. So that was really a team goal um, that we kind of set before every game. Right. I mentioned it at the start about your your high school days, about you know, how much you knew about the triple option, if you ran some of that. So you grew up in Colorado, in Arvada, Colorado, Air Force is in Colorado Springs. So with it being in the same state, do you follow Air Force Falcons football at all growing up? Or was there other programs that interested you as a kid? Uh, growing up, I went to a few Air Force football games. CU was like 15 minutes away, so that was always the college that I went to go watch uh, college football games. Um, that was kind of the school that I originally wanted to go to. Um, but I went to Air Force games growing up. Loved the atmosphere. Loved the flyovers before. Um, I still remember that as a little kid, just going to those. Um, but I didn't really understand the whole campus and understand everything until I was starting to be recruited and then got got my visit. So that's when everything kind of changed. Um, I realized just the path that this sets you on not only for football, but the rest of your uh, life. That was something that I really wanted to achieve. Like, so when, when Air Force recruited you, was it different than the traditional schools? I, I think so. Um, and part of that is just you're you're around a lot of the players um, on your visit, and you're around a lot of players on the other visits as well. But you can kind of see the chemistry between players. I thought so more here. Um, and that, that kind of just goes to – the other duties that we have to do going through basic training and stuff like that. You get such a close connection with all your teammates. Um, and I could kind of see that. And then the thing that set this place apart, I think from all the other colleges was just what I wanted to be and who I wanted to be uh, when I grew up. And I wanted to be around people that were really at a growth mindset and wanted to accomplish things. Um, and so I thought this environment would be the best place for me and best fit. So that was my main decision. Yo, there are many events coming up in the world of sports. It'd be great to be in attendance for such. Where can we get tickets? SeatGeek. You see, SeatGeek is an app that can help you find the best seats with the best deals. 
SeatGeek shows you different tickets available with green being the best deals and red not being the hot deals. The best part is it shows you where you'll be sitting at the event. If you use the code SPORTSMECCA, you could get $20 off your first purchase. Get your seat at SeatGeek today. So uh, being at uh, Air Force, uh, have you learned a better perspective on what leadership looks like? Uh, yes, sir. Um, I think part of that is not even through football. We have to take leadership classes. You learn the different leadership roles, what best fits you. Um, and you're putting so many different leadership positions. Like I was a commander for the assault course and basic training this summer. Um, I'm part of a team captain leadership program. I'm part of a SAAC uh, representative. You're just putting so many different leadership programs that you adapt different styles. And you also learn from all the different leaders around you, which I think helps a lot. Uh, what's your favorite type of leadership? What's the leadership that uh, best describes you? I'd say for me, it's kind of just leading by example. I've never been much of a talker. Really, I, I'd rather just show um, and give people, especially the younger freshmen, sophomore, uh, something to strive for. And so that was always, I thought, the best leadership uh, that fit me. So uh, being a student at uh, Air Force, uh, how different is it compared to your uh, typical institution? Like, what are some things that the Air Force has that, like, you wouldn't see at, like, a uh, normal uh, public institution? Uh, to start off, you have to wear a military uniform to class. So um, that's something that you won't see anywhere else. Everybody's in the same dress code. Um, you have You have certain standards. Your hair has to be cut a certain way. You have to shave every single day you have to you have to do a lot of military duties as well so like weekends some weekends you have to stay on base and do a full like ddt training and help out the freshmen get in full gear and go on rucks or anything like that so it's just a completely different style than most colleges but i believe it benefits a certain amount of people I've never been to like a like one of the service academies, but I've been I went to a college station in Texas A&M and they got a really big ROTC program. And at Air Force, do they make you take your hat off when you walk into each uh, campus building? Is that like they do at A&M? Yes, okay. sir. Yeah, you have to you have to follow the military rules when you're uh, on base. So one thing about being in the military academy is uh, discipline and that's something that's uh, developed in the military and it probably developed uh, everywhere else in life, but especially in the military. How would you say your discipline has grown since you've been at Air Force? Uh, a good amount. Um, you realize that uh, there's people higher up, there's people in leadership positions and you might not feel the same way, but if somebody says something, you, you need to get the, the job done. You're going to follow that leadership advice. Um, and then some of the discipline things, like I remember like the first day we got here, you have to, you have to make your bed every day. And that's something I didn't really do in high school. And it kind of just sets the rest of your day up. Um, just making your simple tasks, like making your bed every morning. Cause you have to have your, your door open uh, during the duty day. So just doing some simple things like that. I mean, they can get tedious at times, but uh, you realize the greater goal um, ahead of that. Very good. Uh so uh, you're going into the uh, NFL draft process. Um, what would you say uh, that you would bring to any uh, NFL team that's interested in uh, using one of their uh, picks on you? 
I'd say one of the, the key factors would just be uh, toughness and durability. I've been able to play every single game since my sophomore year. Been able to play every game except for I got contact traced by COVID my sophomore year, but obviously very durable, especially with all the carries that I have. And then really kind of just toughness. I mean, obviously I get banged up and different things like that, but uh, I'm always able to finish runs and uh, do the best I can to help our team win. Who's an NFL player that uh, you try to emulate as a uh, player at, at your position? I don't know if our games are necessarily similar, but uh, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but Christian McCaffrey has always been an idol for me. Um, always watch all of his games, all of his highlights from high school to college to now in the NFL. Um, and I think he's one of the best running backs in the league. So just taking any tips, any advice um, that I get from him or just watching his film, just learning different tricks. Um, that's something that I always want to be. So uh, throughout your uh, college career, uh, besides uh, your home v- home venue, uh, what's some away venues that you really enjoyed uh, playing in? Uh, the best away venues, um, playing in Texas was always awesome. Uh, in Globe, Globalized Stadium um, against Army, that was one of my favorite menu, uh, venues, just going against another service academy and that baseball stadium with the the seats all packed up. That was one of the coolest things. And then probably the bowl games. Uh, bowl games are always awesome. Just going somewhere different, um, playing a power five team and then uh, being able to come out with a win. Those were, those are by far the best. Which, uh, which bowl games were you guys in? I don't remember. We were in the armed forces bowl this year. And the first responders bowl will uh junior year. And then Cheez It Bowl my freshman year. Did you get Cheez Its? Did you get to keep Cheez Its before the like during the game? Uh I believe we got the Cheez Its after the game and I, I think I still have like two boxes or something in my room that I haven't touched. So how many boxes did they give the players? Oh geez. I don't know. There's like two hundred boxes, I think, on the field. I ended up grabbing a few because they had the Air Force versus Washington State on the, the logo or whatever, but it was a pretty awesome experience. I think that even though I was a freshman, that might be part of it just because I'd never been to a bowl game, but that was one of my favorite bowl games to attend. Did they have the cheese at bowl back then at uh, Chase Field where the Diamondbacks played, or they is it at the new location? Uh, we played We played at Chase Field in Arizona. Did that feel weird to you playing in a baseball stadium? A little bit, but uh, now after playing in Globe Life Stadium in Texas um, a few times, it's it's kind of been natural. They they change up the whole field to accommodate the football, but like the the stadium's kind of set up a little bit different. Yeah, it's the old days. It used to be uh, multi-purpose. Used so like playing on a playing football in a baseball stadium was pretty typical. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have any advice to those that are chasing a dream just like yourself? Just stay committed. I mean, there's obviously going to be uh, trials and tribulations. Um, there's going to be different difficult times. I mean, I think back to my freshman year, like at the time, I, I just wanted to be on the field, whether that was just just as a blocker, just as whatever. I mean, you you get to that uh, college level, especially Division One, and you realize that you're really not the best at everything uh, anymore. And so just realizing 
uh, from the people that came before you, just advice that you can get. I mean, really just be all ears, uh, try and take everything in and don't take anything for granted because one day it'll end and, uh, there's going to be tough times, but you just got to keep pushing because your day will come. Very good. I love that. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's, since there's only a few service academies out there, do you also have some advice for, for athletes, especially football players that maybe would like to carry their college career over to a service academy? I think my, my advice would be, it's going to be, it's going to be very difficult, but uh, you're going to grow so much from it. I don't think anybody here, especially once you graduate, regrets it. And that was one of my main reasons that I came here. Um, that was something that I heard was maybe very tough at the time. But uh, once you graduate from here, coming from here, um, just surrounded by the people, nobody regrets coming from here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, did you have a beard or facial hair before you uh, committed Air Force since you said that you had to shave every day? Um, I did not. Not really. Um, I think I had like a little bit of stubble or something, but I didn't really have any. Yeah, that's that's very unique. It's sort of what the uh, New York Yankees do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's different. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, for... For people, especially now that the draft season is going to be coming up in the spring, if people want to maybe get a hold of you through Instagram or Twitter or any forms of social media to learn more about you, do you have some social media plugs that you're willing to share? Yeah, so my Instagram is uh, Brad underscore Roberts 20, I believe. (laughs) And then... My Twitter is just Brad27 underscore 27. So if you want to keep up or uh, stay in touch, uh, just reach out to me through there, and I'd be happy to respond. Okay, perfect. You know, it was a really good honor to speak with you. Very first Service Academy athlete that we've ever had on the podcast. A very unique athlete that we were able to speak with because we've had, you know, a lot of traditional college football players from the FBS and FCS level. So their journey to college and and time in college uh, is di- very different than than yours. And Sam and I are so happy that you were able to share some of those stories with us this evening. I appreciate you guys having me on. For those who are listening to our show for the first time, all our past and future episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Sports Mecca.